Hey, Aaron, you know how people like play the silly little drinking game when you say fascinating? I feel like for me, it would be me saying, I didn't see it. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite possible. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer. I'm joined, as always, by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Nay Hughes. We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well, like karate that uh, Danae is doing right now. <laughs> I think I've done that intro before, so you I have. guess I'm, my streak is broken, guys. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Karate. Oh, here, I'll do a new one. <laughs> you want me to insert that in? Is that a donkey? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. of course it is. Sure. Uh, just to let you know, up front, we are recording this early. Danae and her family are moving over the course of the time we would usually record. And so this will be a shorter episode. We're going to go through the videos that we've seen. Many of those don't have comments yet because they aren't public yet. And so kind of uh, keeps us from having some of those segments. But then we're also going to take some of your questions for our second segment uh, today. And uh, just wanted to let you know that kind of as we get moving here, that if if you're sad that this is a little bit shorter of an episode, it's Danae's fault. So please contact her and uh, let her know why she had to move. I mean, you know, I mean, come on. I mean, well, technically, we could have just recorded with somebody else, but, you know, we'll put it on Danae. Thank you, Jonathan. That's exactly. It's not like you guys haven't done that. It's weird, though, and I guess I do have to ask this now that you've brought it up. Why did you guys get to leave, but I don't? Yeah, Danae, I you're, do the, you're the heart of the show. <laughs> Danae, like, you know. That people, is, people I will say revolt. that is fair. I think out of any of the three of us not being on an episode. Well, we'll never know unless you guys let me leave. You guys, I'm stuck here forever. They won't let me go. Trap. And I see that dog's tail wagon behind you. It kind of looks like your tail's wagon, uh, if I'm being honest. It kind of looks like you've got a wagon tail. It does kind of look like from that perspective, it is Danae's tail. Hell yeah. If I, I mean, if I could have a tail, I would so have a tail. Yeah. Mm, you like that X Files after the curiosity part wore off. I think it'd be kind of annoying. No, man, they'd be awesome. Like what? a tabaxi tail or something. You know what though? The tail that you guys are seeing is my dog's tail. He has long hair, and mm-hmm. it's definitely giving me that vibe of barf from Star. <laughs> what was that? Uh, Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I don't want that tail. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> probably not. Uh, so anyhow, um, we are doing this a little bit early. But Danae, I have to ask, how is the moving coming? Do you feel ready? Um, you know, at, at the time we're recording this, I I think we're really, really close to being completely ready. Well, that's nice. We hired we hired movers. I know that's kind of a little repetitive at this point, but we hired some movers, and so uh, I, usually I have to think about okay, where where are we going to be putting everything into the vehicles? How are we going to be moving desks and bookshelves and filing cabinets and beds? But this time, you know, four dudes are going to come into the house and just take care of all of that. So my or main responsibilities... That. I don't think so. I think I, I think that they said that there's four guys coming. So okay, you already know for a fact. <laughs> you did the penis. Yeah, hiring movers. You have to hire movers. I'm sorry. There's We've just... never done this before. Oh, it, it's it so nice. It feels like one of those luxury moments in our life where we're like, let's save up and do it this way. Yeah. And my dad is like Mr. Do It Yourself. He has taken probably 60 courses in his life to know how to do uh, make his own keys, fix locks, fix small engines, uh, do electric work. He is that guy. He is a Mr. Self-do. Yeah. Um, See, my dad then- taught me who to call. 
Yeah. If I needed something, <laughs> yeah, to, I'm not lot. even joking. No, that's no, me too. I'm, that's me too. But that's a, that's an important thing. So because my dad's always done everything, I've always yeah. been able to be like, "Hey, dad." But like now, it's not as easy uh, to to do that for several reasons. So when I told him we hired movers, I could almost see the air deflate out of him a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean? And then whenever I told him how much we're paying the movers, he like it was a real hard swallow yeah. for him. He was like, yeah. "What?" But now we know that it was the best decision because obviously none of us could have foreseen. But I'm thinking from his perspective, though, like if my daughter was your age moving, if she didn't hire movers, I would have to help her move and (laughs) I'd be okay with her hiring movers. Well, but her dad wants to help. Like, that's like his thing. Like, let me me tell you this about Hammer. My My dad's name is Hammer, by the way. Nice. let, Let me tell you this about Hammer. Uh, he's the kind of guy that like periphery becomes other people's, uh, construction dad, because he's come over to my house <laughs> and helped me with projects because he wants yes. to. <laughs> like, he that's it. awesome. No, my so father-in-law is like that. So I get it. Yeah. I, I appreciate my dad so, so much. He's taught me a lot, uh, but I don't have that personal skill set. Aww. And then my husband, hope- he's not that guy either. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, but I, to answer your question more directly, I, I think we're as ready as we're going to be. And if we miss something, we'll just have to figure it out on the fly. So one thing I know you've you've got going on because it helped us when we moved is Little Debbie boxes. Uh, oh, my gosh. So many Little Debbie boxes. So get this. So my husband works for Little Debbie. So if we need boxes, we can easily get boxes because we just, you know, go to one of the guys who's just the... Um, putting the product in the stores and then rather than putting those boxes in the recycling we put them into the back of the vehicle and then we reassemble the boxes and we use them and they're great because they're perfect for like picking up and moving because they're not too big and they're not too bulky they're perfect Um, boxes but they don't fit everything. And then I just learned my cousin works for a box company that creates boxes. So my we're like we're like those people that if we ever need a box, there's there's never going to be a shortage. <laughs> like, <laughs> we have like the box monopoly, which feels real good. I'm about to text her today to be like, hey, we've got a couple. We need some boxes this size and see if we can get those. Well, now I feel nice. Like- now I feel, Danae, like you're you're kind of being, you know, bragging a little bit, which kind of makes you a box troll as far as I'm concerned. So Nice. Underrated movie. Uh, it is an underrated movie. I agree with that yeah. sentiment. I haven't seen it. Uh, let's get into it. Let's get into this week's Inside Scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. Hey, Aaron, you know how people like play the silly little drinking game when you say fascinating? I feel like for me, it would be me saying, I didn't see it. (laughs) It's quite possible. (laughs) Like, it's so expected. (laughs) Take a drink every time Danae says she hasn't seen a movie or a TV Uh, show. (laughs) Yep. For real. Uh, We're going to talk about the videos from this week, uh, the ones that we already have access to, at least. Uh, We will start out with the TV Sins video, Supernatural Swan Song. Uh, This is the second time we've done a Supernatural episode. Uh, We did the pilot episode, and now we've Mm -hmm. jumped way ahead in the show. That was Uh, one of our first videos, right? That was like that first October, because we did all... October-y kind of shows. Yeah, and people seem to like it, so we're doing another mm-hmm. one, plus the show is finishing up. Although, uh, they are... They haven't shot their final yeah, episode they, yet, so... They have not shot, like, two or three episodes. Yeah, so and they're then kind I of think they hold. didn't have... 
the post-production company uh, closed down too. So there's like, yeah, there's like four or five episodes that they can't air right now. Yeah. So that is affecting their kind of end of run status. Stupid pandemic. um, Mm -hmm. And you know, I agree. I, I, uh, (laughs) I am on your side. Uh, So this was a Hughes Watkins script uh, with uh, Danae and Jonathan writing on it. I've never watched the show. Uh, I watched the first episode we send when because uh, I was on that pilot script, but I didn't even watch this episode. Didn't didn't, didn't drive you to watch more? No, no, not interested. <laughs> it just seemed like an X Files ripoff. Well, and I was like, you know, I don't know. This would also be kind of a daunting uh, show to take on. I mean, right? it's in season fifteen. If I'm not going to invest yeah. the time to catch up on Sopranos, I'm not going to yeah. invest the time to catch up on Supernatural. Okay, there you go. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, but Danae, what did you think? This is your first experience with an episode of Supernatural. Yeah, and I haven't seen the show. This is my first time to see an episode from the show. And oftentimes, you know, we'll get the pilot or something. And so you'll see the start of it. So this is just one of those instances where I'm being dropped into the middle of something or the sort of middle of something. (laughs) I guess comparatively, (laughs) it's definitely not the middle, technically. So I really didn't know what to expect in this show. Um, It seems to me like it is a mystery... uh, kind of a concept where two brothers are sort of solving supernatural crimes while also getting caught up in like the hierarchy of power and magic yeah close enough there uh there's this group of people i i have watched a lot of this series yeah jonathan's Uh, our uh, supernatural uh, expert I and I watched it like from the beginning. I really was really enjoying it. And this was like uh this was kind of a wrap up of basically like a five season story arc um uh that they had laid out. Um but yeah, no, that's pretty close. There's basically there's these people called hunters. Uh they're aware that the monster under your bed is real and they've kind of taken it on themselves to uh travel the country where there's uh kind of like X-Files but not not uh not as it's not government run. Um, they go to these places where they find out that they think something's going on. They investigate and then they try to take the monster out or whatever it is. Uh, then there was also this like over long story arc that started. I don't remember when exactly it started, but it started with they found out there were angels. Um, and then, of course, they found out because there's angels, there's God and the devil. And then the devil kind of became like the show's main villain for a season and a half or something. Hmm. And uh, that's kind of what we're ending with this episode is that that story arc. But then the show, they decided to continue the show because it was a hit and it was it's been on for 10 more years. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so wait, wait, so. hold on, hold on. Maybe. No, that actually is inf- information I didn't realize. So what we just send is like season five. The f- season finale of season five, yes. Oh, I was I was thinking it was like season nine or something. And it was never no, and it was never going to be the series. Like that was not supposed to be the series finale. They had already renewed the show. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, in fact, somebody on Discord was talking to me about this earlier. There's a little bit of misinformation there that the uh, showrunner, whose name all of a sudden escapes me, and he did end up leaving a couple years later. Okay, uh, but uh, there's a lot of misinformation that he wanted the show to end after five seasons and stuff like that. But I don't I don't think that's true. I mean, I don't think he had any issue with the show going on because he made more money. But that was just kind of a, a they they finished a story, basically. And then they kind of started something different after that, it's using like, a lot of the same stuff. Like there's still angels and it now looks like, God is actually a character on the show. It's like, He's actually a villain. Oh, 
It looks like uh, the series was run by Eric Kripke for the first five seasons. Yeah, Kripke, and that's then, right. Uh, yeah. Sarah Gamble for a couple seasons, Jeremy Carver for a couple seasons, Robert Singer for a couple seasons, and Andrew Dabb for a couple seasons. Well, there you go. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but it's it's a fun show. And it's a show because it's been on so long. It doesn't really take itself too seriously. Although watching this episode, you wouldn't know that. But like they do a lot of like crazy stuff. Like there's this whole like, you know, in this episode, for instance, you have the Chuck character uh, writing a, a novel and you find out that like they found out like a couple of years before this or something that there were novels being written that were based on their adventures. You know, that's when they meet. Yeah, that's one of my favorite jokes in the in the script. Um, in and I I'll just mention it now. Maybe we can even move into talking yeah, about sure. the the video itself. Uh, since you guys wrote on it, I'll start. But I love that uh, normal metafiction vomiting out uh, yeah. regular metafiction yeah. joke. Oh, it's nuts, man! They uh, they there's like a Scooby. They team up with the Scooby Doo in an episode. It's what? animated. What? Yeah. What is yeah, this show? I, That's amazing. Yeah, they, they they end up at a supernatural convention. Wow. Uh, they they time travel or they go to like a different world where the 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 the, the supernatural is actually a show and wow. about them. I mean, they they just play around with a lot of stuff, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know. But at least it's trying something different. It's not your just, you know, generic run of the mill kind of stuff. Although they do have episodes of that, too. But when you have like 300 episodes, yeah, uh, you're going to have some bad ones. Uh, I also <laughs> liked uh, the fastest glad that will never happen in TV history. Uh, that was Danae. <laughs> that made me smile. Uh, the uh, the look at the road sin really made me laugh. Uh, just the way it was worded and just the fun with that. Um, the more rings with Sauron the third. <laughs> just... Yeah, that was Jonathan. So good. Oh, it was Chris, I think. Oh, that was Chris. Yeah. Yeah. yeah You're Chris right. uh, added a couple sins to this one as the shadow, which sometimes yeah. shadows will do. They'll throw a couple sins in there. Um, so yeah. And then the I'm talking to the Sam in the mirror made me laugh. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, I was really glad that worked out. And then yeah. and then he good made a promise. That. And then did he though? And then it shows it like <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, Danae did the one too, where it was she went back and put all the times they said Detroit because initially I had written just a generic or not generic, but we do the pretty traditional where you know not to be confused with right. Uh, and I think I had Detroit, Alabama, which oddly enough I'm getting to use in another script. Yeah, but, you are. That's yeah. so funny. But there, because there actually is a Detroit, Alabama. Um, but then she wrote that, so I'm like, oh yeah, we're going with that because that's you yeah, know, that that's was a fun. little different take. Yeah, that was so fun. Well, I was just gonna ask Danae, you wrote the one though about answering a phone like an asshole, didn't you? Or was uh, that you're... Chris? The one where we were talking about when Chuck answers the phone and he's like says like some goddess or mistress or something, and you were like, you know, who answers a phone Chris. like this? Yeah, that was Chris. Yeah. Oh, that was Chris. Okay, I can yeah, remember that's a good one because uh, this is one of those where I was I I almost didn't put it in because I didn't know if this would be considered future knowledge, but I thought it was funny just to troll the fans because actually the way Jeremy reads this, he's acting like he doesn't know, but you find out like nine years later that Chuck is actually God. I wonder so about I that. I wrote a sin where he would almost have to be God to have this kind of knowledge. Just the way that was worded, I picked up on yeah. it because my brain was like, oh, is that one of those, uh, and, you know, I, I hope that doesn't yeah. happen kind of things? Yeah. And I don't, I can't imagine that they had that idea that year. So right. it, it's kind of funny to go back and look. And although it is really weird at the end of the episode, he disappears. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he You wrote a really gone. good script on that one about... Uh, 
uh, God Ex Machina, so just God, I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah, that was, well, actually, that was one of those where I was I wanted to write an Ex Machina, and then I'm like, well, it's oh, but it, it's God that you know brought Castiel back to life, maybe. So it's literally a Deus uh, Ex Machina. That is literally what it means. Yeah, exactly. Hand of God or whatever, right? Or machine God of God. In the machine. Is that what it is? Yeah, God in the machine. Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, so that's exactly what it is. <laughs> So I really anyways. thought that Jonathan having such a good knowledge on this one was helpful because he was able to do a lot of the inside ones. He actually helped me with one we were talking about because um, he he was uh, he's like, you know, if you've got any questions, just let me know or whatever. And then there was this one particular moment uh, where, you know, it's all about this car and how this car has some sort mm-hmm. of role in this moment of their story. And it's clearly Dean, but it's back in time or something. And I was mm-hmm. confused about how like, okay, what's going on here? So he explained that Dean had gone back in time and then like talked to his own dad. And so I had just finished trying to noodle around on a sin about that. So that was actually one where I had no inside information prior to talking to Jonathan. Yeah. So that was, um, yeah, because it's like the back to the future thing. It's like, how do you not remember that someone like once you had your kid and he grew up, are you not like, dude, I met somebody that looks, that looks straight exactly up like this like guy. My son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I liked, uh, I did, this was an, it was an interesting one too, because like, obviously I wasn't interested in the content, which makes it kind of fun to send like some of the content. There's one that I was sort of surprised made it in like the, no, that was just your face. Like kind of just like a little slam on (laughs) (laughs) I haven't written anything like that before. Um, you guys already mentioned the Sam and the Mirror one. I really liked uh, that one. High Noon. I really liked uh, uh, yeah, how that Jeremy was great. delivered that one. Oh, High Noon. Oh, High Noon, you say. Of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Uh, questioning like the holy, uh, the holy flame and why that would hurt an angel. Was it something that might be answered in another show at another time? But it didn't. I didn't understand that one. Uh, and then just the um, it's far too many bones bring being broken. That you skip. <laughs> yeah. When you're writing that stuff in the script, you're like, okay, how do I say it's e a skip? Sort of all in one word together. He wrote it well, though. He did. It was it was fantastic. But my favorite one that uh, that I wrote and my favorite delivery is for sure the car coming to life. Yeah. Oh perfect. yeah, that was great. Yeah. Exactly About how, how it, I wanted it to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was stuff. perfect. Because that, that was, was very my family. Dene. My family was the family that brought vehicles to life. Everyone had a name. And yep. then we, if they if they were ruined in a movie or something, we felt sad about that. So uh, I, his delivery was exactly like me trying to grow up and realize that cars are not. They don't. They're yeah. not real. They don't have feelings. Yes. They conveyed it so well. And I loved yes. it. But I think has... the, biggest, the biggest actual. Sorry. I was just gonna say, Danae has definitely brave little toastered her world, like you know. <laughs> yes, that's, that's <laughs> no, exactly no, she it. really does. It's so fascinating listening to her talk about movies and stuff because she takes them, she takes every character, even like the smallest character, like so personally, and like <laughs> wants to know their journey. And I know it's just it's, and I, so I totally get why you struggle with watching movies on your off time. Yeah. Because if I had that kind of emotional connection, I would that would be tough. Exhausting. I would have a really difficult time because um, there's already certain types of movies where I get that anyways. But right. I was I was just going to say the, the the I think actual sins, the biggest sin for me of this episode was that the idea that the only thing they could do was was kill Sam, basically, was have Sam get the devil in this hole. It, it, it's like and there's no way because they, they have they have fucking angels 
Like, yeah. they, you know, they, they could have figured there, there had to be a way to figure something else out. So I wrote that sin about, um, you know, but it's the season finale. So we got to flip a coin to see which brother has to sacrifice themselves because that happens a ton in this show. I bet. That's like, the it feels vibe like I they got. Just, it yeah, it feels like, like they a... just alternated every season. Like, oh, this season, Dean's going to have to die at the end. <laughs> What what is uh, like the, just the the types of dramas the soap opera type yeah. thing where it's like who's gonna be in the coma this week it had that vibe to it but with men and like yeah which is why I remember the only person that told me that I had to watch Supernatural is this uh, she would be fine with me saying this about her if she heard it super horny lady she just was like <laughs> oh there's a lot of horny ladies there's a lot of thirsty ladies so watching this show watching yeah. this show my god you know oh Dean oh Sam <laughs> for the record that is not why I watch it although there are a lot of beautiful <laughs> ladies that pop up it would up. be fine Jonathan. of course it would be fine you can hey, thirst I will say one of the strong one of the strengths of this show though and I think we talked about this in the pilot when we send that is that they uh uh jensen ackles and jared padlecki they do they act really even if they're not great actors they have really good chemistry i remember that and from they the pilot. feel like brothers like they are written and I, I don't have a brother but like to me they feel like two brothers the whole time like the way they act with each other yeah. that's cool and, and that's probably why i got into the show in the first place um, and then, and then the story itself became really interesting. The Castiel character is a really fun character. Um, they, they play a lot around with him. Just what they do with like angels and God and stuff is so, like I said, God's basically a villain now. Like mm-hmm. God's given up on everybody and just figures the only way to fix anything is to destroy everything. I, and, I uh, don't think you would have trouble finding people who believe God's a villain these days. Well, that's uh, true, but <laughs> I don't. <laughs> But I, but I just don't. I would say it from a storytelling standpoint, like that's an interesting way because most of the time God would be presented as right. a good thing. So it's yeah. interesting to do that. Like like Preacher, like that comic I never watched the show, but that comic book series was based on the idea that God quit. Right. You know, and it's like that's fascinating. Like because yeah. yeah, maybe God would quit because he'd be like, You guys suck. <laughs> and I don't want to deal with you guys anymore. Um so stuff like that's kind of interesting. You guys are stressing but, me out. But yeah. uh, but stuff like that's kind of interesting. But I could. But I mean, I, this this it show's gotten to be pretty silly at this point. But it's kind of one of those things where it, yeah. if you've watched for twelve years, you know how do you how do you not how make it to the it? end? That's now like I gotta wait Grey's longer. Anatomy. I've watched every episode of. Yeah, Grey's so is my wife. So it's like I why I can't stop now. She <laughs> actually rewatched it over the summer too. Like she's watched wow. every episode at least twice. Yeah, I don't know. She she, she can she can binge like she. My wife is good at a lot of things, but she is outstanding at binging a show, man. That woman can just watch a show. It's like... Uh, I don't know if that's a talent, but she has it. It's like uh, Walking Dead. That's why I have to go back and watch all the wa- episodes of Walking Dead I missed, you know? And oh, my just, God. Oh, if you do it. that... No, I'm you just... don't. No, you don't. And you know you don't. That's not if you funny. D- if you do that, that's on you. <laughs> Nobody to blame but yourself. Uh, all right, let's move on to SpongeBob Pizza Delivery. Hey, we're doing a SpongeBob run, guys. Yay! Uh, I will tell you, um this was a lot of fun this was a dicer hughes uh, script danae and i wrote on it and i'm kind of starting to get this show i'm kind of starting to understand it and understand why people love it it's just it's it's really i think once you tune into its frequency there's a lot of fun there it's just it's just silly fun and i'm starting to get why people love this show maybe i'll get there maybe i'll get there but i will say i did not work on this one but i just worked on my first spongebob script because i didn't work on the one we did previous either that was both of you too right i think so yeah 
And um, I told Aaron, I was like, I don't know that I like the show, but I could see getting there. Like after I watch a few of these, because I will say even just watching this video, I enjoyed that a little more than I did the previous episode I had watched. And yeah. I also like that they're like 12 minutes. Like that's, <laughs> that is that's nice. wonderful. It's like, oh, it's like I'm back to music video sims, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, it's like, can uh-huh. we only send SpongeBob episodes? <laughs> yeah. Ever, forever <laughs> or just, and ever. And then maybe tackle Adult Swim stuff, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> And I think people would love that. I think they so. would. I definitely think they would. Um, I don't know that we have a ton to say other than that about the show itself. It is what it is. It's a silly show. Did I, I loved this episode. I mean, it was such a nice shift after like Westworld and like you. And then it's like SpongeBob. And for whatever reason, this one, this one like made me so happy. And I also want to tell you that this one was when I'm full time home with my child and having to work. And yeah. So this is one that I could be watching and um and I and I was uh, working on it and uh Iris came up to me the next day I had just watched it a couple times through and I was thinking okay I need to watch it once more just to kind of like mm-hmm. finalize my thoughts or whatever and she comes over to me and she goes mama I want to watch that um um <laughs> he uh rectangle yellow and there's a pizza <laughs> that was like oh my god you just asked to watch spongebob and i could i could sit down and watch spongebob yeah. with her and so we just sat down and watched it uh over and over again and i'm making notes for work while she's just like enjoying it there's a couple moments in this one that make me just feel like happiness and silliness and it's just it was a nice kind of welcome change you know um like uh uh the the singing moment when uh spongebob is starts randomly singing out there i was like that's me you know or like (laughs) we almost uh, wrote your name into that sin by the way we did yeah we really did um or like it would have been better than the one i put my name (laughs) (laughs) i was just thinking that um or when when spongebob is just running away and like no like that slayed me i don't know why but it totally just slayed me i wonder though if this one's popular uh, as far as like requests for particular episodes because squidward goes to spongebob's defense in the end of this one uh you know obviously squidward's all squidward's always like sort of annoyed with spongebob and his uh, rolls his eyes at him i'm annoyed with squidward I, that's one problem i have with this show i do not like squidward i'm just gonna yeah. throw that out there. and the episode i did was like all squidward oh, <laughs> it was yeah. it was a squidward episode <laughs> spoiler um, alert so so it's Sorry. kind of funny because then um here in this one he's annoyed with him the entire episode yeah. but then at the end he goes to his defense i mean he does so by attacking someone yeah. but still um so i thought that that was probably why people really liked it is it's like one of those moments when your characters that are always fighting kind of get along and one sure. goes to the other one's defense so sure. i really really love this episode i bet I following really up westward westworld and you that was oh, westward what the hell was westward a relief. i can't believe well yeah. i think this i think this during these times because like i I was watching a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the first one yesterday, and my wife came in. She's like, are you watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I'm like, yeah, because it's fun. Like, I don't want to have to, like, I don't want to think about anything right now, you know? Yeah. So I think maybe that also probably helps. But, uh, yeah, no, I really, really like this video, though. I loved a salt and pepperoni. <laughs> 
That um, was Aaron, and so good. Oh he my actually God, so had funny. an alt version of that, and I, there was he had a couple versions that he could have put right there, and that's the one that we went with because I was like, that's just so so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and the the you guys noticed, like you guys pointed out, that the air should be escaping like all of SpongeBob, <laughs> but it's just coming out of his mouth or whatever. Uh, at what point does cartoon physics turn into nightmare fuel? There was quite a bit of nightmare imagery in this one. And, of course, go right ahead and suck my conch. Because apparently we all make conch jokes these we're, days. That's, we're all on the same wavelength. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if people believe us that we're not just, like, copying ourselves. Like, it yeah. literally happens I mean, all the time. Sometimes I think we do kind of play off stuff we've already seen. Oh, sure, but we make it a little cop, different, but, you know. But then this one, though, you guys were writing separate scripts. and Yeah. Just... Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's weird how much that happens. It really is. Um, but these are really fun to send uh, SpongeBob episodes. And there's there's so much going on. You can grab on to something. It's easier than yeah. some cartoons we've messed with. Yeah, like you, Steven Universe. You mentioned uh, Denison <laughs> about the uh, air escaping all of you know SpongeBob, yeah. which I thought was great. She also had the one where it's like. Uh, telling Squidward how Spongebob eats because sponges just filter <laughs> the stuff in the water around them. It's like, you're going to be really ticked when you realize he's been eating this whole time. <laughs> like, I just thought that was so great. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of fun in this. Uh, we had a good time writing it. Uh, I, you know, yeah. as far as research goes, the fact that the forward and backward were actually the Korean words for forward and backward, uh, I was like, that is so That's weird. Crazy. The, and the, so, cool. so did you take a picture of that and then do like a Google lens? I did. I did. Um, I Interesting. Used, used a Google lens to figure out, you know, what that said. And it was like forward and backwards. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty right on the uh, nose so smart. there. That's uh, so, so smart. Um, yeah. And then I have to mention the outtake in this where he's eating coral. And he's like, you know, oh, you can man, eat coral so funny. and do the Walking Dead. Coral! <laughs> it's so perfect. It's so perfect. It's one of my favorite things ever. Um, but yeah, we had a great time with this one. It is always interesting, though, with outtakes, because since we've previously worked on stuff, like we've done a lot of Walking Dead, I do have Walking Dead like in my head. So I do come up with Walking Dead outtakes mm-hmm. quite a bit just because that's, you know, that's what we've been working on for the past yep. month. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited about the SpongeBob run. The only one that you uh, didn't mention that I wanted to throw in uh, that I really enjoyed was at the beginning of this one, it was like the end of the work day, but then by the end of the episode, it's the beginning of the day or something. <laughs> yeah. And that wasn't or really something. addressive. And, and I like how Jeremy delivered the whole like out, out water or whatever. Uh-huh. That whole part was done really, really well. Um, and shout out. Uh, Shout out to the idea that they have head phalluses that keep their hats on. Um, I was just going to mention that one because thanks to you, I have like this envision now. I can't have this little visual. That yep. Anytime away. they have the only, that's the only explanation for the way those hats stay on. And uh... Uh, there was one, there was one outtake too. I really loved it was the, like when they're uh, in the like desert part of the episode and the outtake was C-3PO uh, talking. I was like, oh my God, that would have been the perfect moment too for Spaceballs reference. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because of the whole you had space balls on your mind. I do, or just I, balls. I don't know, whatever. Ball, but, uh... Yeah, balls in general. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to the movies for the week from Cinema Sins. Uh, date night is where we will not start. Game night? No, not game no. night. Oh Can my we goodness! Just say thank God this is finally almost over. Like we were finally almost beyond the point where we're constantly getting those two mixed up. <laughs> I will say I thought I had been assigned game night. Um, oh, the script. 
and um, I, I caught it before I started working on it. But well, that's uh, good. Yeah, I, I thought I had been assigned game night, but I had been assigned date night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. this was a, uh, a Cher Watkins script. So Barrett and Jonathan wrote on this. Um, and Barrett did send it his thoughts too, just so you know. All right, well, let's let's get to those. I will say I've never seen it. I'll get that uh, out of the way. Oh, wow. And oh, you would like this movie. I think I would. Just watching the yeah. Sins video, I was You'd like, like oh, it. this seems really funny to me. It's, it, is, it is really funny. It is very generic. Like, it's not doing anything really new. It's basically just really fun because everyone involved is very talented. Yeah, and that's very, what it struck and Steve Carell and Tina Fey are like, they feel like a married couple, you know, right. like they feel like they would work as a married couple together. And they're just so funny. I mean, Barrett even has the sin about he sends something because yeah. they're so funny and that they didn't do like six of these yeah. movies together. <laughs> right. Uh, what are Barrett's thoughts today? Well, you know how I said that, but then I went to look and he didn't actually have any thoughts. Do you remember that? It's oh, happening. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> through um, the beauty I, of technology, I, I, I think cut we that have right out. similar. We have similar opinions. Just based, and that was that was a really fun. That was really cool on the script. Like it was a pretty easy process because we both basically had the same thoughts. And which you know, is what were, that it's just like what I just said. That it's a really fun, light and breezy movie, and it's it's a lot of fun, but it's not really tackling anything new. So it was kind of easy to send. Because of that, because you could kind of you could kind of send the tropes and whatnot. Right. And I found I usually have a I, I think I said this at Sin Week. Usually my hardest scripts are like uh, are comedies because they're trying to be funny. Right. So like we're basically trying to make fun of something that's being funny. Uh, it'd be like doing a parody of a comedy. Right. Right. And uh, so like I've done I've worked on stuff like uh, Girl uh, Girls Trip and uh, uh, what was the wives? The one with Mila Kunis. The. Oh, Bad Moms, right? Is that what that was called? Yeah, I think you're right. And I've worked on stuff like that, and th- those were always really difficult for me because there, I couldn't figure out where to grab onto stuff. And I don't know, this one was a lot easier for some reason. And I think it's, A, it's watchable. I think that probably helps. But because there's so many of those generic areas, it was kind of easy just to, you know, grab onto some of those things and uh, and to play around play around with them. Yeah. Uh, the, especially, like, the logistics of them getting around New York City as quickly as they do. Yeah. And then, and then the idea that there are certain areas where there's no people in New York City on Friday fucking night <laughs> at, like, 9 o'clock. Like, even Central Park. When there's Park, no pandemic. Yeah. Central Park would even be crowded. Like, they're, they're, I mean, you know, they maybe they were in a section, but at some point while they're in the park, like, there would be people. Right, right. Um, I'm sure some New Yorkers are going to tell me I'm wrong, but I, I don't believe I'm wrong. And and Barrett agreed with me, and he's been there, so. And that's all that matters, really. Well, uh, yeah, there you go. Get ready to take a drink. Uh, Danae, have you seen this? <laughs> Uh, I know that I haven't seen this one. <laughs> I think you would probably enjoy this movie as well. But I really like Tina Fey a lot, and then yeah. um, Steve Carell. Yeah, he's he is great. He's one of my favorite um, actors, just because I, I I love how he delivers his performances. Agreed. It's well, so it's so unique. And the other thing Barrett did really well that I didn't even really think about while I was watching it, but then when he brought it up, I'm like, oh yeah, is the one of one problem with the movie is that they're not they don't really seem to be in a rut. Like, that's kind of the whole yeah. central conceit of the movie mm-hmm. is that they're in this, like, rut and they, you know, they're scared that they're going to lose each other. So they plan this night out in New York City and all this kind of stuff. And But they seem like a really happy couple. 
Yeah. They like yeah, go that... to this really nice steakhouse for their date night. Yeah. You know, they they do a like, book what's club wrong together. With potato skins anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you're just sitting there like, do I really feel bad for these people? Like they yeah. seem fine. Um, uh, they definitely don't seem like they're headed for a divorce. No, and I like that joke. I, there was a lot I liked about this script. Um, I'm just going to mention a couple, though, and then I'll let you guys take over. But uh, I did enjoy the joke about confusing game night and date night. Uh, I thought that was well said. Uh, it made me laugh because all of us have done it over the We've last couple of weeks. Yeah, and that was, and we had written Longer. that prior to that. Barrett put it, put Barrett, in fact, sent me the combined script in the wrong feed. Yes, he, he put it in the yes, game night feed, well, which I had no access to. Preparing. He was sitting there like he, he was like he was mad at me because he's like Jonathan hasn't gotten back to me in like four hours. <laughs> and um, even preparing yeah. for this and recording, <laughs> preparing for this recording, Danae's like, we're not going to talk about uh, date night, right? Because we already talked about that at Sin Week. I'm like, what are you talking yes, about? I did. <laughs> Uh, I'm so ready for it to be over. Yeah, well, congratulations. It's almost over. We've arrived. Uh, arrived. And then the other joke I had to mention, because I'm me, uh, I had to mention the better off jotting some notes on your labia, lady, uh, which I just (laughs) thought was so well delivered. So well said. Uh, What about you guys? Uh, I really loved the kids jokes. Um, the from what I understand, nothing uh, in parenting works every time. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a few like yeah. parenting. You can tell jokes. two parents wrote this script. By <laughs> the way, that's true. I was I hadn't thought about that, but that's true. Um, and then you've already pointed out the whole like they've already been on dates. What's going on here? Uh, I I also liked how you guys were sitting that they hadn't been in more movies together. The whole um, part of them being in the vehicle and like how that whole thing would work. Oh, that seems ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so that was really really good um, just the delivery of that whole sin sequence and so that was something that I wrote down that I really enjoyed um, when they're in the subway though there's this moment when they're in the subway the sin is like it's funny because he's wearing funny clothes and kind of goes on there Yeah, yeah. But, but my eyes zoomed in and this is something if you really want to it's at minute 13 at 11 13 <laughs> minutes 11 seconds into this video just zoom into this poor woman's ankle this is what high heel shoes do to people and it's just awful i don't like i mean you guys it's like her poor ankle bone is just like jutted out looking horrible and i feel really bad so i don't even know what the sin was all i know is that i was mortified (laughs) by her poor ankle i think we were making fun of the (laughs) fact that steve carell was wearing these ridiculous clothes but there was like no way that the mark Wahlberg character would own those clothes because like he got, a, I think that's the scene you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. On yes. the subway. Yeah. And there might be some. There might have been a couple of sins there. I can't remember, but I know that was one of them. Uh, and, so. and just the way that that Jeremy delivers the, um, I think you mean whore. <laughs> 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 really good. I I enjoyed this one a lot. Um, the only couple of things I'll mention, there was a part, Jeremy did an Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation because we did the, we made fun of, when he said end of days, I made a, uh, we made a joke about like, I'll give all the sins back if Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up and says, oh, I get it, Christ in New York. And uh, he does a really bad impersonation, but I will say in his, it's great though, because I actually wrote in the notes, I put, do your worst Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> nice. So if anybody's like, that's a terrible impersonation, it was requested. Yeah. Um, and then the only other big kind of sin thing I will say that the mistaken identity plot itself is ridiculous. Like it would like in it's kind of like almost like a sitcom. Like in any real life scenario, they would figure out very quickly they had the wrong people. Um 
it wouldn't have taken more than like five minutes to figure that out. But, you know, they have to stretch it out. But we had a lot of fun, you know, playing around with that. Yeah. So Good and stuff. then uh, Barrett calling out Jimmy Simpson as being as a Christian, Christian Slatering really right? hard was really funny. Yeah. He doesn't even have to try to Christian Slater. He's automatically oh kind of Christian, Christian Slater. But that's something I never really thought about till Barrett wrote that scene. And I went back and watched the scene. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, he's totally doing a Christian Slater. Right yeah, now. yeah. I uh, love Jimmy Simpson. All right, let's move on to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, uh, Turtles in Turtle Time. Power. Uh, have I think either one of you seen this movie? Nope. I don't remember ever seeing this movie, and I remember just just uh, in the last day or so watching the Sins video and thinking, I'm glad I don't remember ever really seeing this movie. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I might have cut you off. This is Atkinson Share, right? Correct. This is an Atkinson yeah. Share script. This is Chris and Barrett. Another great Cinema Sins video. This is full of some really funny stuff. And yeah, and this isn't one like they do the whole thing with the sin counter. And this just isn't one where I would think that would, you know, you would do that. Uh, but God, it works so well. Yeah, it, there's just good stuff all throughout this thing. Now, have you seen it, Jonathan? Yeah, is I it have, as bad as I haven't we think? seen. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it since it came out in the theater, so oh. that's '93. So yeah, but I mean, I, but I did remember it oddly enough. Like while I was watching, I did randomly watch the first two uh, recently, uh, which the first one I'll admit is still kind of fun. Uh, the second one, not so much. But uh, and I can't imagine this one would be. But this one just looks so cheap and like. Yeah. It just looks really uninspired. Like they weren't, they didn't, you know, like they were just like, eh, like we should probably trying. do a sequel. Huh? Yeah. Like they weren't trying. Yeah. That, that This is kind of what it felt like to me. And that's what I remember it being like. And then watching it in this. And I don't know. It's just, it's stupid. And like the, just recently watching the first two, like they have like those great Jim Henson suits and stuff, but they look terrible in this one. I don't know if it was the lighting or if they were using different suits but my God, they looked bad. They're, yeah, it's it's uh, really bad. This is so yeah. bad. This looks so yeah. bad. Um, uh, but yeah. the video, on the other hand, is so good. Uh, <laughs> I had so much fun. Uh, Danae, you know what? Why don't you start? Tell us some of your favorite parts of the video. Uh, well, I am a huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan. I've oh. seen every movie. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Take a drink. Drink it up, suckers. Um <laughs> I I think I've seen one of these movies before, but it's been so long. I don't was know. Was Vanilla Ice was. in it? I don't remember. Because that was the second one. I don't remember. You know what? There is a moment whenever they fall from like, they're like in an industrial like building and they fall from uh, like a ledge into some ooze or something. Maybe. Hmm, maybe I'm, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that happens. It's very colorful. <laughs> Was there a trampoline involved? Are you sure this wasn't when you were experimenting with psychedelics uh, that you thought you saw a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it was actually just an actual turtle on a curb? Like uh... part of me, part of me wonders when I watch this stuff, like because the way that everything is delivered with their like mouths moving, and it's just so jarring and like movement. They're just like pecking around, and their their lips are so distracting, and the teeth, everything is so distracting. I don't know how I would have made it if I was on this one. By the way, <laughs> did you guys see my tweet where I was joking around about um, since we have so much time on our hands, maybe I should maybe I should start partaking in hallucinogenics again? Yes, yeah. And, you and I, and I was like, I wonder if I can order shrooms. Yeah, you know, yeah. asking for a friend. I had like some legit serious responses to that. I finally like, <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Like, I don't. 
<laughs> I don't want to do anything right now. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh, that's yeah. funny. I'm kidding too. Yeah. Pass those along, Jonathan. Just totally kidding. <laughs> uh, just joking around. Um, hey, while we're talking about Twitter randomly, uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that um, I did a poll a while back. I mean, at the time that you're listening to this, it'll be a while back. But like in the time that we're recording it, it has ended recently. Uh, I mean, it's going to end in the next like 20 minutes or so. And I just want to let you know it's a close race between farm and plastic. Oh, Is yes. that really just nonsense, though? Like, it, yeah, was I total, missing something? Total, okay. Did you hit God, a Jeremy and Barrett made me feel like I was missing something. They were having fun. <laughs> Did you? Uh, they did, are. You, did you end up hitting a, a thousand votes? Because I know you were nine nine hundred something. Yeah, wow. it, uh, over, got over a thousand votes. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I'm. I, what the even most, made you think to do that? Were the you just most like... popular thing I've done on Twitter was a meaningless poll with four <laughs> words: yes, three, farm, and plastic. That is oh. that is the most famous I'll ever be on Twitter. The most likes I got for a tweet, was, I believe, still was when I saw that Kristen Stewart movie from Personal Shopper. Was that the name of that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. And um, and I just said I liked it. I didn't it. see it. And there are some diehard like Kristen Stewart fan tweet like Twitter mm-hmm. uh, handles. They all like retweeted that. And I ended up getting like like a couple thousand likes, <laughs> or like I was like, "What the hell?" Well, like I haven't got I've got twenty seven likes, but there's yeah. a thousand some votes. That's the oh, part that's that cracks crazy. Me up. It's amazing. Anyway, uh, it yeah. is, and as a sign of how amazing this movie is, we'd rather talk about uh, our Twitter stories. That's that's, that's how great the teenage yeah. I would much rather talk about my love of Kristen Stewart. <laughs> I, I apologize. This. I did I did think these things were funny. Let me start though by reading um what was sent in by one of the um, writers. Oh, yeah, I think Kristen and, yeah, Kristen and some, uh, some stuff on this. He said TNM- TMNT3 was supposed to be a very loose tentpole for the New Mutants since we've done every X-Men movie. But as we all know, New Mutants pushed itself back into oblivion, seemingly finding a perfect date to finally come out, and then the world changed. Uh, TNM3, uh, I, don't, I don't like saying it. I'm saying it wrong, but it's just what it is. TMNT3. God, <laughs> Uh, tries to be fun by putting time travel into the whole thing, but it's such a low rent sequel. It didn't come out too long after the first one, which was a big hit, and the second one, which should have told New Line that they pro- the popularity was waning, which should have told them that. Man, this I can't read. I'm sorry about that. It's not terribly fun watching the four Ninja Turtles beat a bunch of warriors supposedly from the 17th century Japan for reasons that aren't exactly well defined. On top of that, those guys aren't even the main villains. It's the English traitors, but anyway nobody knows how to fight except the Ninja Turtles and the battles are terrible since I have my very set opinions on how time travel would work even though no one knows how it would really work. I am exhausted of time travel movies where people in the future think they have to quote act quickly to fix something in the past it's like they don't have a device that lets them manipulate time it's like they think they that things happening in the past are happening uh, concurrently with the future so if someone in the past gets hurt or killed they can't somehow travel back in time just before that happens yeah I kind of wish I had recently seen it, though, because I love that part of the video where I was trying to figure out what was going on, where they drop the scepter. The only way they have to get back home, they don't even seem that upset about it. And then someone (laughs) randomly has another scepter. (laughs) Yeah. 
It's like, what a lazy movie. And the battle thing, like, it doesn't even seem like there's really any battles in this movie. Maybe two fight scenes yeah. in a ninja comic book movie. Well, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's not Battletoads, Jonathan. That's where the battles are. With That's the, true. With the battle but there's toads. a lot of fighting, as I can attest, because I spent a few hours of my Saturday watching these movies. The There's a lot of battles in the first two movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the TV show. Yeah, um, I did. I did write down some of my favorite sins. If you want to transition into that, yeah, yeah, please. Um, I also I, the, the whole start of this one where it's just about like the timing of the bad um, uh, choreography yeah. and the bad sound, and there being like twenty million dollars and stuff like that. That was really really smart. But then like right afterwards, we're going into mannequin ass, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I really I really appreciated. I also loved um, showing off like how the the titles just kept going and all of the through the whole entire first 20 minutes that's something that older movies did a lot i didn't realize like how much they just go on and on and on yeah it's yeah. interesting it was- to follow the the way movies have changed the way they do the because those aren't those i mean you call them titles but those are technically um credits you know they're, credits. they're, yeah, they're yeah, yeah credits right well you know, when movies early on, they did all the credits at all the beginning. That, at like the if beginning. you watch It's a Wonderful Life, the credits are first, you know, and yeah. then the movie just ends and it just says the end and you go home. Um, so it's been interesting to kind of see how that's changed over the years. I also this is something that maybe I should have researched before mentioning this, but maybe you guys will know. Uh, sin number 53. Whoa, she just touched his teenage mutant cloaca. Do turtles have cloaca? They sure do. <gasps> they are reptiles. I'm something new. Yep. Oh wow! Yeah. I love turtles. For the most part, you're safe assuming most uh, species that lay eggs have cloacas. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hey, that's cool. Right on. <laughs> so female humans have cloacas because they lay eggs. That's how our no. kids are born, right? Oh well, Jonathan. Um, interesting. Whoa. Interesting. Um, um, I also like the sin worth 400 uh, sins for the stupid references. Um, I love seeing the sin count pop up. In fact, there's some fun sin count stuff that happens in yeah. this one. There's an error screen in this yes. one, uh, which I really love. Sin counter exe has failed. Just add 14,000 sins. Mm-hmm. Like that was so exciting because it's just fun to see that um, <laughs> hockey being invented and that's how hockey was invented in Japan and they became so dominant internationally the 1980 miracle on ice never happened Japan beat the US 17-2 so good stuff so funny so uh, the final sin count being over 14,000 was just brilliant oh 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 and then the whole like get, but, but the reason that the sin counter broke was that uh, the, the joke about um, was it Don King is that right mm-hmm. yeah and then he's just laughing and then removes all the sins. And <laughs> it was just super fun. That was a really You fun know what thing. I like about that? I mean, I like a lot about that, but it is a kind of a little bit of a continuation of what we did with the Game of Thrones where the sin counter is reacting to what the narrator's doing, mm-hmm. oh, um, yeah, yeah. which which I love. So like there's kind of this idea like the sin counter doesn't know what to do and, you know, uh, fails because it can't, you know, yeah. figure it out kind of thing. So It also felt like whoever was writing, whoever wrote that in was just like, so just like this movie is crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Started, like laughing hysterically. Like I should write that in. The other thing this I liked another- the other thing I liked about that that one was in a series of three. Like it went bang bang. Like the sin counter failed, mm-hmm. and then there was a stop trying to make fetch a thing joke that just slayed me. And then that yeah. went right into a turtles together strong joke, which 
has nothing to do with anything. It's just, you know, <laughs> Planet of the Apes, making fun of Planet And those three jokes in a row, for whatever reason, put me on the floor. Like, it was just, was like, fun. so fun. <laughs> Uh, this was another one that, where there wasn't a lot of combat, and there should be. Um, and like last week's episode, there there should have been a lot of dancing on the BTS video, and there wasn't. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that was sort of a funny, um, like just a synchronicity type thing. The sin where it's like, sure, yeah. what the hell? We've tried everything else in the movie. What that doesn't involve actual combat? Didn't yeah, seem last like there was week's much episode fighting. that we recorded last week. <laughs> yeah, sure. And did. not two hours ago. <laughs> That's why it's fresh in my mind. Uh, I liked Leonardo Di Fribilo. Oh, yes. For the defib. Yeah. Um, I like that we pointed out how bad the mouth movements were. Because, uh, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, I thought at first, like, when I was watching, it's was like, oh, this edit must have, like, like, the video quality must have been not great. And I'm like, oh, no, that's just a movie. So yeah. That's excellent. Uh, they point out how quickly April adapts to the situation. Like she's just all of it. She's like she's all in and being like sassy and shit, <laughs> like talking back yeah. to the to the warriors. And she yep. had been there for like two minutes. Yeah, that if that were ever the case, like even if I was teleported back in time somehow, yeah. and I just. I was just there in the clothes that I'm wearing right now. They would call me a witch and then hang me immediately. Like that's scary stuff. Yeah, exactly. And they I even and they now. bring up the biggest sin is probably that like when they're trying to figure out how to get April, they never consider why don't we send the guy back that replaced her, right? right. And then maybe it will reverse. Like they never even consider that. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, stuff. no, we have to find people that weigh the same as us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, as lazy as this movie is, it's so convoluted. Yeah. I had a, light, a lot of stuff that I liked. Uh, first thing, no, uh, there's this there's this nice long sin about how horrible the fighting is, and it ends with, that's not sword fighting, it's sword touching. I don't know. That just made yes. me laugh. <laughs> uh, the Gina Davis, William Shatner uh, shout outs, because yeah. it's so true. Uh, it is so very true. <laughs> Uh, and this is, I think, the most poignant sin in in this video, and so true. They say something about it's crazy that that was even an old joke in 1993, and that is so oh, yes. true because it, I think that one is in reference to Fallen and, and Can't uh, Get yeah. Up, and yeah. that's mm-hmm. an 80s joke, right? And what you can forget is that when that movie came out in 93, that joke was already too old. Like right now you can mm-hmm. think back and go, oh, that's just an old joke, but it almost in some weird way makes the movie better when you don't realize how, how out of date those jokes already were at the time. Yeah. So I'm so glad we brought attention to the fact that these jokes were already out of date. Uh, the goofus and gallant uh, handling a burning building <laughs> conversation was so funny to me. And the idea that gallant would be the one letting the children burn, which is hilarious <laughs> because it's true, because that is what you should do. Like, you know, you shouldn't run yeah. into a burning building. Um, man, that was dark and true. And really, I that one just that one made me laugh. Um, and then the uh, uh, we definitely weren't and never have been wrong. Uh, sin uh, yes. was another one. I love that one. Uh, that made me laugh. So lots of great stuff in there. Definitely. Uh, before we move on, I do want to mention that there was another surprise video last there week. There was. Uh, we had an April Fool's video, which we haven't done in a while. 
technically there's two surprise videos. Well, that's if true. If you are a member on Patreon, uh, which you can find out more information by going to patreon.com slash cinemasins, or you can go to cinemasins.com and you can click on our membership information. Um, we do bonus videos there. And so not only was there the video that went live to YouTube, but there's also, <laughs> there was so much content since this uh, had several writers that there was two scripts. There's this one, and then there's an even wackier one over for the members. And I will say it is uh, for our um, for our Peeper members and above who will be getting a bonus video every month of some sort or another. So that's the first one. That's April's bonus video. So if you want to go check that out and become a, a How's the Peepin' level member, uh, you'll get a chance to, uh, to see that video. So fun stuff. Um, as far as this one goes... Uh, I I did I you know as far as who wrote on it we all kind of wrote on it I think Danae you're the only one who didn't submit any sins is that correct Are you trying to be an ass right now No <laughs> I was just that I was clarifying I can cut that out wow, wow, I can cut hey. that out Oh hey Danae you're the only one that didn't do extra work I can hey, cut Danae, listen listen You're the only one that's not a true team player <laughs> Listen, I barely submit. I submitted like 10 cents. So I'm with you. You and I uh, were the ones who really didn't do a lot with this. So, you know, you know I'm with uh, you. Yeah, I started I started watching this one um, to to throw down on this April did Fool's we, Did we say what it was? I'm sorry. Avengers. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> that's, that's the April Fool's joke. We're not going to tell you what we're talking about. Uh, it, it is the Avengers. The Avengers. Uh, the uh, 1998. Eight. Uh, yes. I didn't Uma really Thurman. know what this was. And so I, I did. I went over and I started to watch it. And I got about 20 minutes in and I had some sins written down. But I realized I was doing a sins video and not an April Fool's video. And so I spent a few minutes trying to figure out what does that mean? And then um, I was like, well, I'll, I'll just give it a go and I watched another like 15 minutes of it and I just could not wrap my brain around what the idea of the April Fool's video was Yeah. so I decided that instead of really pushing myself um, I would get to work on other things that I could sin and use that same brain that I've been developing for the last little while and so yeah I just kind of made a call that I didn't (laughs) know that I was going to deliver what was wanted or needed Um, and then whenever I watched the video I I think I made the right decision because I was like, oh, that's next level. <laughs> that is what? next level sinning that I don't know. I mean, maybe next year I'll try to give it a go, but well, my God, that was next level. So, Well, and to explain why it's April Fool's is because the whole idea is that the narrator thinks he's watching the MCU, the Avengers, mm-hmm. and he's actually watching the 1998 movie, which is a uh, a remake of the British television show. From the 60s and 70s, I believe. And, and what what I where this originated was that when we were getting closer to sin, when when Chris came up with the videos, we were doing specific to also Patreons for Sin Week, uh, which those videos should still be available to Patreons. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Members should have access yeah. to those videos uh, right now. So Chris and Jeremy decided they wanted to redo the Avengers uh, for. Uh, plus, we talked about this on Behind the Sins. Uh, redo the Avengers in 2020 eyes. And when that came up, I made a suggestion that it would be kind of funny if at the beginning of the video, you actually are sending the 98 Avengers. And then I don't know where that turned into, oh, let's make that an April Fool's. I don't know if that was me or Chris, uh, but 
we decided that would be a lot of fun because they've done some videos in the past. They did a mashup of White House Down and um, Olympus Has Fallen. Mm-hmm. That was one one year and stuff. So they've done some other stuff in the past. So uh, Chris thought this would fall in line with those videos. And it was fun, man. I, I wrote on this one and um, because you anything went right. I mean, it was just whatever you want to write. And we were like making up stuff that doesn't even exist within the Marvel universe. Right. Like the, the, you know, the referencing the uh, superheroes in the homeland <laughs> series that was for, that was supposed to like, you know, p- uh, you know, for the, for the release of at the earth's core, like I mean, none of that's true. You know, Chris was just like, make up whatever you want. It'll be, you know, it's fine. So for that, just to have the freedom, it was fun. But it was also, like Danae was saying, it was a little difficult, too, because at times you just want to send the movie. Yeah. Uh, because this movie, you could send all day. Sinful. Yeah. yeah and I realized as I was getting into it, I was like, it, oh, wait, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking this like we normally do, and it's supposed to like turn that on its head. I had the exact same experience, Danae, and, and, it is, yeah. and is probably the reason why uh, I got through about an hour. Uh, so really not much more than you did. Had you ever seen the movie? I had. I had seen the movie. And yeah, I, I guess we should say, I, I don't know that we need to spend a lot of time saying this, but this movie is trash. It's so horrible. And it's so bad. one of the worst studio films yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. And I, I saw it in 98 in the theater and hated the crap out of it. And, I, this and movie then watched is so it bad. again for this and didn't like it any better. This, this <laughs> so. movie is so bad. Um, and you know, in, and I kind of, because I've, I've been around a little bit longer and I've seen like, I've seen us do like this kind of style before I kind of understood it maybe a little bit more, but I was in the same mindset as you where I was just like, "Uh, what am I adding? I don't think I'm adding anything because when I find sins, they're just actual sins of the movie. And when I find stuff that, uh, connects to the Avengers, I'm like, I guarantee all four of them already have sinned this in some way or another. And by the way, that was bore out in the uh, compilation process. Every single sin I wrote, somebody else wrote something at the same time. You know, it's kind of one of those yeah. those experiences yeah, where... Yeah, that was funny seeing the combine. There was like all these ones that was like four alts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like in my very first experience with that was the shield. Like there's a, the Mm -hmm. program that covers the earth is called shield, which is obviously a Marvel thing. And I was like writing a joke about that. And I did include it in my script, but it was one of those things I was like, I know everybody's got a shield joke here. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. Or somewhere. Well, and then even, and I like limited myself to Marvel too. I never even was thinking about, you know, combining like DC and Marvel, like it was one thing. And, and, but then, you know, obviously Uma Thurman, and played Poison Ivy, so that was that was really cool that some a couple of them you know jumped on that. Yeah, this and is, uh, is it was fun. This is bonkers, uh, but it is so much mm-hmm. fun, and uh, and I I'm really glad we decided to do it. Uh, and I think I did have uh, you know two jokes that made it into the the final video, so you know I got a couple in there. Um, but uh, it is it is a lot of just absolute nonsense kind of fun <laughs> stuff, and we had. We're recording this early. Yeah, and it's hard because we would love to see how the audience reacts. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, we don't know yet. We don't know like what the response is going to be. People not realizing, sort of like a um, music from behind moment. Like they don't realize for how long (laughs) until they know. Oh, this is their april fool's trolling video yeah um so because there's all these moments where you're referencing the name of characters that are clearly not who they were like when uh like um stan lee's uh coming in for his cameo and things like that <laughs> like i can just see the fans being like that's not 
Stanley and like not realizing that we we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll have one of those where somebody tells when they realized it was an it was a joke. Yeah. Yeah, like. I, I, and maybe that's all we need to say about it this time. Maybe we'll talk about it more next next time once we know your response. Maybe we'll have some uh, some thoughts about your response to the April Fool's stuff. I'm that's really fine. curious to to see how people take it as well. That's fine with me. But yeah, let's do that. Yeah, but uh, fun to- fun stuff. Um, all right. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I try to talk. Wow. Is this how Aaron feels when we're. Okay, we're going to try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. Well, the only other thing we're going to do is we're going to hit the comment section. I I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. Not really talking about comments from the videos because we don't have those yet, but we do have some of your questions and comments that today has now, been. Are we going to go live or not? We can try. Because I've been saying we're going to go live with people being able to join us. Okay, cool. Okay. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to head out to a Discord voice channel and get some questions directly from you. Do a little bit of a live mailbag. Uh, this could be very interesting. So Mail. we're going to have some people joining and then we're going to, um, I think everyone should be muted when they join. So It does appear that way. Ex- yeah, this is exciting. Hi, everybody. We've been recording now for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we're doing uh, something kind of unique. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Look at everybody. Thank you for joining us. Here's how it's going to work. You're hearing us live. I'm so excited. Um, But we're going to answer your questions over uh, in the Behind the Sins podcast uh, chat. So, and it's anything goes, I don't know how many questions we're going to be able to get through, but we're going to try to get through as many as we can. So, uh, once again, thank you guys for joining us. All right, here we go. Uh, question number one, what is the most useless info that you know? This comes from It Don't Connect. 
<laughs> oh my god i love it it don't connect on discord uh <laughs> has a lot of useless info that they put on there and it's one of my favorite <laughs> things um the most useless information that you know I'm, i don't know that i would consider it useless but i'm going to answer this as like the first thing that popped into my head i know a lot of information about like the the muscular and skeletal system and so i find that sometimes i How's that will useless? say something and i'll be like hey did you know that like um the uh, the soleus or, or your gastrocnemius is considered the second heart of the body. So I I say stuff like that. I don't think that's useless though. I think that's good. See, my I would think the useless would be like all my movie knowledge. My wife's even told me before. She's like, man, she's like, if just like 8% of that knowledge was in like chemical engineering or something, like you would just be like a rich genius. <laughs> <laughs> but at least now I get to use my knowledge. <laughs> Danae? Right, Aaron. Danae? Uh, yeah. Did you say we have a second heart? It's called the gastrocnemius is called the second heart of the body because when you take a step, your the gastrocnemius is your calf muscle. It technically makes a pumping motion ish and helps to pump the blood back <gasps> up into your torso. We're all time lords. That's amazing. <laughs> I've always wanted to be a time lord. Aaron, if we're gonna get through a lot of questions, okay, okay, you okay, can't okay, ask okay. I know so Do much. Do you want to answer that question? I know okay. so much useless info. <laughs> that i can't remember any of it like there's so much of it in my brain that it only pops out when it's when it's called for (laughs) you know what i mean like when something triggers it uh so i can't think of anything right off the top of my head but but i'm sure this question came in uh this one came in earlier from that's not my name wanting to know how many emails there are now um probably close to 20 (laughs) (laughs) nice jeez but that's also including like ones that we should have not just goofy ones so it's it's a list that needs to stop growing though so i'm doing my best uh lolly asks um if during quarantine you lost all access to uh nww entertainment and could only choose one book one movie and one album to keep you sane what would you choose? Wow. Mm. That's a good question. So one book, I would, one movie, and one album. I would probably choose an Alice Cooper album because he's my favorite artist. I don't know. God, I'm going to say I would choose Trash. That would be the album. Hmm. No, I'm going to go Hey Stupid. I would choose Hey Stupid by Alice Cooper. That would be the album. The book would be probably... The movie would be... Uh, would be uh, the movie would probably... I don't know. God, man. That's tough. All right. I don't no, even know I've, if I'd want it to be my, my favorite. I think the movie would have to be Clue because Clue is a movie I can watch like every day and not get tired of it. And go. then the book would... I don't know. God, that's tough. I'm going to go would probably be like a... What? I just love it. You're like, you're like, oh, this is so hard. <laughs> I'm going to go with an Agatha Christie. I would probably do like uh, The Murder of Roger Ackroyd. That'd be my movie. I mean, my book. So there you go. All right, Aaron, you? Yeah. Um, uh, pretty cliche answer for me for the movie, but it works. Uh, and it's my favorite movie, which is Singing in the Rain. It's just such a joyful yeah. movie uh, that we're talking about, you know, keep insane. Like, it's just such a fun one to put on and just enjoy every single time. Uh, so yeah, sing- that's the same thing I was thinking with Clue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Singing in the Rain would be the movie, the book. Uh, the, the cliche answer would be the Bible. Um, but the the truth is... Uh, I, I kind of have had the Bible in my life so much that I, I know so much of it by heart. 
Uh, Jesus is listening to you right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm going to pick something other than the Bible. Uh, I'm go- <laughs> I'm going to pick uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, I haven't read it in a long time. That's a good one. It's, oh. it's a fun read. It's a really fun read. It's a very fun read. Um. Oh, and did I did pick? Did you also uh, do an album? Album would be probably the best of John Williams. That'd probably be my uh, my album. All right. I'm going Fleetwood Mac Rumors. I love that album. Nice. That's a great um, one. I'm going to change choose, mine. <laughs> I would choose a movie that the whole family could enjoy. So uh, um, I'm, I would probably, I'm just going to say Frozen right now. I'm going to re- regret that later. I wanted to do something like that I love, but I'm if it's in quarantine, I'm stuck with other people. And having a three-year-old, um, keeping her sane is really at the top of my mind. And then the book would probably be Lord of the Rings, just because that one is nice and juicy and has a lot, uh, a lot in there to enjoy. Very nice. Um, okay, let's go to the chat. Um, let's see. This one comes from Gilchild asking Jonathan, what was your first horror movie? You know, I got asked this the other day, or it was just a random Twitter question I was trying to answer. I'm just going to guess it was Halloween because I watched that premiered on television in 1981. So it was the television edit. I wasn't watching like the unedited. And um, I remember we watched that when it came on and I was probably like, I guess I was five. And um, and then I, I we, we recorded it on a tape. So I watched it a bunch. I, so I think that had to be it. Uh, Poltergeist was one I remember really well, but that came out in 82. So I'm going to guess it was Halloween, uh, which makes sense because I'm Dr. I'm Sam Loomis on Twitter. So that, that makes that sense. Does make, yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's see. Uh, here's a question from Liz Spearmint saying, who's your favorite person to write with on a script? Oh, well, come the answer on. is me. As the answer is me. I just wanted to. Everybody's answer one. is Danae. Next question. <laughs> oh, my God. How would we even go about answering that one? That well, because be everybody, so everybody's different. I mean, like I, I for it's different reasons, you know, so I like everybody about the same, I think. Yeah, it's such a it's such a pat answer. I, mean, I know but it's I do. True. It, it's such it's such the expected answer, but it's so true everybody has different you know parts that you enjoy writing with them um so yeah and chris chris is really good at knowing who to put on what movie and together so i mean he's just um, he's great at doing that yeah this is when we have to compliment our bosses because they're listening uh ron (laughs) 0912 asks this how do you answer difficult questions that your children have asked now this is a good question because again this is any question goes time it doesn't have to be just about script writing and movies i'm going to give a quick answer um i try to be honest at the age level so i have like a Mm three-year-old right so if she asks me something i try to like give her really simple answers so like if she's like mom can i um go see miss elaine and right now the answer is no she can't go see miss elaine because we're on like this you know self-distancing thing i say yes we can very soon um but i'm sure that question would change and shift depending on the age group yeah absolutely no i mean yeah um because the way i answered my daughter when she was iris's age versus her being eight are two very different things but no i mean my wife and i we're, we're honest i mean we're i mean we we just think in terms of like we don't want to freak her out, you know. But uh, but you know we're, we're we're honest about everything, I guess. Except I, I guess except we weren't honest about Santa for a few years, but whatever. Uh, yeah. but, but Aaron was, and then Aaron's kid goes to school and tells everybody Santa's dead. So it's he true. was murdered. That's right. It's a true story. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's different kinds of difficult questions, right? Some are difficult uh, because the weight of the answer is heavy. 
you know, um, in uh, I heard somebody explain it to me one time that if you think of it like carrying your luggage, you wouldn't ask your kids to carry 200 pounds of your luggage in the same way you wouldn't ask, you know, expect them to carry the weight of some of these answers to these questions. Right. And so I think that's it's very appropriate, at least as far as I'm concerned, to say, you know, that's not something you need to worry about. That's not something, you know, that's not a conversation yeah. we need to have right now. Yeah, um, that's a good one, too. And uh, and that's one kind of difficult questions. Other kinds of uh, questions are difficult for cultural reasons, for uh, our own upbringing reasons. I'm thinking of like sexual questions, those kind of things where there's a shame element to them that's kind of been put in us. And for me, I try to be very frank about those things and eliminate the shame part of it, you know, and just have open conversations about sex or pooping or whatever, you know, the, just the go. things, the things or that pooping during sex. <laughs> Exactly. It's normal, okay? It happens. It does happen. So <laughs> you raising your hand. <laughs> so uh so yeah, so I think there's that second category of difficult question where it's um, you know, I try to be frank and honest uh with those kind of things. I thought your name was Aaron. Yeah, me too. That was weird. Uh next question's from Juliet. Uh, if we want to think about this one for a minute, we can come back to it. This is uh, your favorite movie soundtrack. I'm going to adjust this question to be one of your favorite movie soundtracks. That way we don't have to think about which one's actually number one and have a battle in our mind. Um, I know my answer right off the right off is Garden State. Love that album. That's a fun soundtrack. There's a lot of um, new people I hadn't heard before. That's how I learned about um, is it Imogene Heap or Imogene Heap. Mm-hmm. And and um, that was just kind of like one of those standout soundtracks that I, lear- I, I learned about other um, uh, artists when I heard that soundtrack. So uh, this is a yours? terrible, terrible movie, but it is an awesome soundtrack, and it's The Crow Two. Oh, uh, it's got like uh, it's got like Hole on there, and Helmet, and Tool, and just a lot. It's just really it's a great rock album uh, from ninety ninety seven ninety six something like that. And uh, but God, do not watch that movie. I mean, that movie is bad. Uh, uh, it's like The Avengers ninety eight. My uh, favorite soundtrack uh, is from a movie, a Christian Bale, Robert Sean Leonard classic where swing dancing defeats <laughs> Nazis. Oh, uh, it would be Swing Kids. No, I should have been It would be Swing Kids. <laughs> uh, this one comes from The Stranger asks, what is something exclusive to Missouri that you wish everyone could try? Jonathan, you go first. Question. <laughs> Jonathan, um, I'm sorry, you're going to have to skip this one. Branson? You know, I, I, I thought I you were going to say this. Aaron and Danae. I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh, that's a <laughs> no, good. That would have been the best us. answer. We're, Damn it. Don't try me, foo. Um, you know, you mentioned Branson. I think maybe Silver Dollar City is a really good answer to this one because there is a theme park. It's here a nice in park. The Ozarks called uh, Silver Dollar City. But I think I would want it to be Silver Dollar City from like 1990s or something because now it's just so crowded. Um, but it is really unique and it has a lot of a local kind of history as far as like food that they make because it's more of a like back in time sort of element so the theme of this one is i think the 1800s in the ozarks so uh and then in branson also because people travel there there's also other shows and stuff which kind of shows the history um, of the hillbilly style is branson like shut down right now I'm sure. I would is. guess. Yeah. And they have seasons too. Um, oh, okay. So. I think if you're you're talking um, exclusive to our area, the Ozarks, yeah, I think you're looking at stuff like Branson and, and that kind of stuff. Otherwise, I mean, the Arch is really cool. 
I mean, if you're coming through St. Louis and you have some time to see the arch um, in St. Louis, it's it's pretty cool up close. <laughs> that totally is in Missouri. I was like, I was like, wait, that's not in Missouri. Wait, no, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's here. Uh, uh, so- <laughs> and then uh, as far as something that's not really exclusive, but I mean, pretty much. Uh, James Brownie Funky Jackhammer from Andy's uh, is oh, an absolute yeah, 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 yeah. treat. Uh, so, so yeah. Andy's frozen custard. If y'all ever come out this way, uh, Jacob the Hodge says, "I'd suck up to my boss and pick the favorite book being Abel's." <laughs> <laughs> Oops, we missed that one. Um, let's see. This one involves uh, a favorite concert from The Condor. Favorite concert you've ever been to? Oh, that's easy. Uh, 95, the REM uh, Monster Tour and uh, Radiohead opened for them. It oh, was, man, that would have been it so was, good. So Radiohead and REM, it was, and that was the Benz uh, when they released the Benz. So, yeah, that's that's an easy answer for me. Um, I'm going to say I have only ever been to two concerts and that might be blow- mind blowing. It's just, I've, I'm not like a live music person and I never really prioritized going to see live concerts. I mean, I guess there's a lot that I've seen because I was in radio and then we would go and there would be live performers. But like, as far as me purchasing a ticket to go someplace and not for work, I have been to see the Goo Goo Dolls and I've uh, been to see, um, Mute Math and I loved the Mute Math concert. Oh, you know what? I also saw Jewel and that's probably my favorite is Jewel. Mute, nice. math, Mute Math is a great show. Mute Math was awesome. Yeah, they're incredible. Before their I don't know if I've ever changed. heard of them. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but the, I mean, they've made enough waves that, that they've had some popularity. I'll check them out. Yeah, no, that's a, they do an incredible show. Um, yeah, I think there's two versions of this answer, too. One of them is like there are some concerts I've been to that were so intimate that immediately they become another like level of experience because you're having an experience. Like you had sex at the concert. Yeah, it's just an or... orgy concert. You've never been yeah. to an orgy concert. It's the it's <laughs> no. the best. It's the. Absolute I mean, I've seen best. the I've seen the band orgy live. Oddly enough, but not there was an actual a, orgy. The one I think about was actually at a label event because I've been in you know radio oh. and uh, and there was a label event where this band that nobody had ever heard of and still you would not. In fact, I can't even remember their names right now. But it was the most mind blowing thing i'd ever uh come on uh heard come on stage that's just one that sticks out um heard come on stage. yes huh? speaking of orgy concerts uh, orgy? uh <laughs> the uh the i think the probably the real answer though is more recent than that um i loved the weird al concert i went to last year oh, uh, i would love to see weird oh, al i've never I seen him great He's incredible live, and it yeah. was so much fun. And everybody in the crowd knew every single word of every single song, and it was just like just one of those experiences. So yeah, I really. You know, I would change my album answer that I would keep. I think I would pick a Weird Al album. Right, that would be a blast. Oh, that's true. He's yeah. I don't know so which talented. one. Maybe Polka Party. Okay, here's the name of the band. I had forgotten. Oh. I love Weird Al. But they're they're fun stuff, especially the first album, uh, Family Force Five. Uh, it was a band I oh, never. Oh yeah. yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they're they, fun stuff, yeah, fun, they, weird, wacky stuff. Exactly. They just came out and blew my mind. So, yeah. This one comes from Rifle, who is our admin on Discord, who has a Discord question for us. Yes or no, do you want to have a new Discord channel that is set up to post all new Sins videos and possibly podcasts as they go live? I think we can talk about that and answer that question later. We, that would be, I mean, that could be cool. Could we'll be. We just have a lot of things it. to if consider. If you guys have with opinions that. about that, if that's something you guys want, give your feedback uh, behind the scenes podcast chat. Yep. All right. From Childish Brandino. This is dangerous. I haven't read this one yet. The, I need to read them ahead <laughs> of time. And, um, are there any movies that you think are either so bad or so good you would refuse to make a video on it? Hmm. No. No. Nope. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, everything is sentable. I mean, you know, there's ones that would be tougher than others. Uh, and there's some subject matter I probably wouldn't enjoy, like, you know, watching personally. I mean, I always make the human centipede joke. But if Chris assigned me human centipede, I'd, I'd watch it. I'd send it, you know. Yep. Uh, We'd put this in in centipede. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there it is. We'd be sending a lot of asta, <laughs> asta mouth or whatever. There it is. Know. Um, let's see. I'm going through here. It looks like we've got just about a minute or so left. Yeah, a question or two. For another question. question or two should be fine. What's great is there's like a lot of comments going uh, uh, on the chat. And so it's so fun to do this. We'll, we will do this again if this is a Absolutely. popular thing. We could even possibly do more of our show live with you guys, um, possibly in the future as well. If not the whole show, we can maybe do like a little, um, like a little pre-show or something. That's a, yeah. something we've been considering. You heard so. Danae promised you that. So if it doesn't happen, it's her fault not mine or Aaron's. did she though oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh i can we can do this one real quick this one's for me from pro poutine says how many D sins have you snuck into videos i think so far i've done some lingo that they haven't known about but as far as a straight up D reference it's just the one that made it into mulan and that is because uh jeremy was doing that one with me and um you'll hear more about that on the podcast coming out this week so all right i think that wraps it up then that was fun yeah that was really fun that was quite a big crowd there yeah well just another reason to come hang out on the discord it's becoming a really fun place for uh us to interact with you guys so if you're curious about the discord you can get a link at the reddit there's a there's a link at the reddit page um or you can ask for uh an invite via email or whatever and we'll we'll make sure you get one to come hang out on the discord um and do it that way so send me a link at cinemasins.com <laughs> <laughs> What's my effing Discord link at cinemasins.com? Uh, I didn't really make that. I nope, did, I did nope. not has really not been make made. that. Has not been made. No. Uh, that's going to do it for Behind the Sins this week. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed. Go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. Hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't know that I could tell you the difference between a Sunday and a Thursday right now. Like, it's yeah. Well, that's what I was telling you. My daughter yesterday, seriously, at like 5 o'clock, I said something about, I don't remember what she was asking me. And I said, yeah, but it's Saturday, sweetie. She's like, What? She really thought it was like Thursday. People talk about people getting pregnant this time. And one of the responses I've I've heard is, oh, that must be coming from people who are going to have first children. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because your kids. Gotcha. I'm really honest and open about Justin and I having like yeah. had difficult relationship merge. Like yeah. we've been married for 10 years and it's been a struggle. And like, he was even oh, like, marriage there's... is hard. He was even during Sin Week, uh, someone's like, what's it like being married to Danae? And and I think maybe that person thought that it was going to be like, oh, it's like being married to a Muppet, uh, a fairy, you know? <laughs> Every day is just wonderful. And I am I was joking with Justin while we were packing up, uh, and, and I'm like, man, were you honest when people ask that question? Because 
is like it's hard being married to me and he laughed and he was like yeah i was honest i was like you know some days we love each other and some days we just get on each other's nerves in in bad ways (laughs) (laughs) my my sister-in-law my husband's sister lives in why would i have to explain what a sister-in-law is sorry um <laughs> let me tell you about how sister-in-lawing works now, let me clarify what that means just in case you're confused just give him mine and he can follow me if he wants and then i'll follow him back okay cool and then we'll share nudes perfect I mean, as everybody um, does <laughs> That's, did i say that out loud Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park